The Koffler Gallery is proud to present the world premiere of a heart-wrenching and fascinating exhibition, The Synagogue at Babinyar, Turning the Nightmares of Evil into a Shared Dream of Good. Opening on the eve of Yom HaShoah, April 17th, and running until November, the multidisciplinary exhibition tells the bittersweet story of the Babinyar Synagogue, which stands on the grounds of the first large-scale massacre of the Holocaust in 1941. Experience the full historical, political, artistic, and spiritual context of this incredible monument for the first time. The exhibition is free of charge. To learn more, visit KofflerArts.org. Hey everybody, we're the Benchwarmers. I'm Jamie. I'm here with my co-host Gabe. Gabe, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing very well. You know, it's a big week for Jews and sports. We got another one. We got another one. That's right. We got another one. We got a convert. We a convert? We're not usually getting converts here. Who we got? No, we don't make it easy. We don't make it easy as a people. No, we don't. And I think that's, you know, not something I'm upset about. Uh like no disrespect, <laughs> but I don't I, I don't think it should be the easiest thing to join a religion. I'll, I'll put it this way. Think about yeah. think about what Groucho Marx said that he wouldn't want to join a club that would have him as a member. I right. don't want to join any club that would have you as a member. <laughs> you being John Q. Public. So Gabe, tell our tell our listeners who who we got. Um, fresh off of uh, I guess being a, a stomping victim, or immediately before being a stomping victim um, in the second uh, game of the NBA playoffs, uh, Sacramento Kings. I would say budding superstar, yeah. DeMontis Sabonis, has announced yeah. that he is converting to Judaism. Yeah, very exciting. I was really shocked and excited to learn about this. I mean, uh, he is married to a Jewish woman, Shoshana uh, what's, Yeah, what's his wife's name? Tell us, Shosh- tell us his Shoshana wife's... Rosen. Very Jewish Shoshana name. Shoshana Rosen. Did, did, how many Shoshana Rosens did you go to camp with? <laughs> None specifically, but uh, both of those names in different uh, variations, one way or the other. But there was an article and, and in, in Shushi Shushi Shushi. Uh, I'm doing this Shushi Sabonis is quite a tongue twist. Tongue yeah, you twister. Got, you got it out there. Um, so there's an article in in JTA this week about how uh, Demontis is in the process of converting. He is, uh, you know, the family's keeping kosher uh, or doing their best of that, raising raising their kids. Do, they have one kid now, and, and Shoshana is pregnant with the second. Uh, and DeMontis is really taken to it and is going to be continuing with his uh, conversion. I mean, I think this is instantly, without a doubt, the best Jewish basketball player, certainly since Amare. Uh, yes. In terms of being an and, active and, Jewish basketball player, probably the best since uh, Dolph Shays. I don't know. I, that, I would say Danny Farmer. Shays. We, we can go best Danny, since Danny Shays. Shays. I mean, um, uh, you know, this is this is a guy who's going to make an All NBA team this year. Uh, the <laughs> yeah. the Kings, I think, are like the sexy uh, pick to you know have a real run in the Western Conference. Uh, as we're talking about this, they're up to nothing on the Golden State Warriors. Since since the probably the the Jew to go deepest into the playoffs since Omri Caspi's uh, Warriors tenure. Yeah, but he was never on. The, I don't really never, he might have been on like the he might have been like fifteenth man, but he never suited up, right? Yeah. No, I don't think uh, yeah, that yeah, or Farmar, the most, Farmar and the Lakers, the most I guess. In, yeah, yes, the most involved Jew in a very long time. 
Yeah, we'll um, see. I, it, I mean, it, it's interesting because his article came out, and then very shortly afterwards, he was involved in like the biggest story in the NBA, which is that in Game Two uh, of their series against the Warriors, he got stomped on by Draymond Green, like pretty much. Like Draymond is now suspended for a game. Uh, now, you know, doesn't I, feel like the I, Warriors are going to come back in this one now. And I uh, don't want to put too fine a point on it, nor do sure. I want to accuse Draymond of anything untoward. He seems like a fine. Well, no, nothing. Sorry, a, nothing untoward beyond what's already been accused of of being untoward. That is, he stomped on a guy. Like, we, yes, he stomped on. A anyone guy. can accuse I, him of that. We all watch the videos I, and like multiple angles not, now. I do not believe he was targeting Sabonis <laughs> was not, because Sabonis <laughs> right. because Sabonis is converted to Judaism. I don't think it was a hate crime. I, I, but, I agree. But 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 okay. but 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 there's a but. Yeah. Very recently. This very podcast was nominated for a sports podcasting award about Jews in sports, about That's true. diversity in the media, about players like DeMontis Sabonis. That's true. And our competition, the award ended up going to the LPGA Tour, so congratulations to them. But our competition in that was Draymond Green. That's true. So He was nominated in the same category as us, our, our you know... Classic opponent Draymond Green. Maybe, maybe he is sort of trying to put himself. I don't. I don't think he did it on purpose against us as a people. Maybe he right. is, or maybe you know we could take the other side of the coin and think that Draymond was actually he did us, you and me, Jamie and Gabe, the mench warmers themselves, a favor by choosing D- Sabonis to stomp on to give us all of this material we're having to chat this evening. It is good for the content. I got to say that. Well, I, I guess we'll see. You know, if uh, if Draymond finds out that uh, Steph Curry has a Hebrew tattoo, uh, <laughs> Steph might, might need to watch out. I mean, he has a history of of, of hitting, uh, you know, punching his own teammates. So uh, there, this might be the end so, of Draymond in, in San Francisco one way or the other. I, I, I guess we'll the, see how this offseason goes. This was, I guess, a few weeks ago now, but you reminded me of a, a meme that we reposted. I'm sure many people have posted and seen were listeners to us. Um, you know, the video was of Idris Elba coughing after eating a very, very spicy wing. And the caption is when Kyrie Irving finds out that Mark Cuban is Jewish and not Cuban. <laughs> That's right. But this is exciting. I mean, I, I, I think it's it's very nice and I guess rare for athletes to convert to Judaism. Uh, you know, I, I don't like make a habit of going into the into the weeds to find out who is married to a, a, a Jewish person. There were a few like surprises during the uh, during the World Baseball Classic of uh, you know Alex Dickerson. Um, I don't know if his wife is named Shoshana Rosen though. I think no, if we were to find true. some some professional athlete was married to a to a Shushi Rosen, yeah. But it is a, it is always interesting. I mean, you know, connection comes from all different kinds of places, and and this is how it's coming yeah. for him. Uh, I will say that there's probably been thousands of uh, young Jewish kids who have worn the. Grateful Dead tie-dye Lithuanian basketball jersey uh, from the early it's, 90s. That's like a, a very iconic look, you know? It is. You know, Jonah Hill recently photographed in it. Maybe maybe the world's most famous, you know, American Jewish kid right now, grown kid. But I, you know, I think of, I, I, you know, Lithuania as a country of not currently having very many Jews, no. but historically having a lot. Sure. So we've got one Lithuanian Jew back. And... I also would like to say, you know, you look at that Lithuanian basketball team and every one of those are blonde haired, blue eyed, you know, uh, uh, 
I would say, fantasy warriors of the Aryan nation. But whether or not that is true, we now have one on our side. Once That's again, true. another Lithuanian Jew, DeMontis Sabonis. I I also think it's it's worth mentioning he has a very uh, an very early uh, grandfatherly nickname as Saba is already in his name. Oh, that's good. Um, so you, you wonder how many, if, you know, he could start going by Saba to all of the Jewish basketball fans, call him Saba, give him a big hug. He says, Yofi and gives you like a, a dollar and then sends you on your way. Like, I think that's, pr- that might be DeMontis Saba Sabonis's, uh, uh you know, next few right. years on, on, on the NBA circuit. Well, the, the real Saba will be uh, his dad, Arvidas, uh, Hall of Famer, you know. Ar- Arvidas had, had a great, yeah. like, look and haircut. Like, definitely looked like a guy who, like, just got off a, working working a double on a construction site. Uh, like, like hauling, hauling some steel up somewhere. Like, oh, definitely yeah. did not look like an NBA player. Even, even, like, back in the 80s and 90s when he was playing basketball at a high level, like, it was not... Was not like swagged out uh, like most NBA. No, players I mean were. he had like just had a very solid like build a, and like a, a haircut you could set your watch to. <laughs> yeah, like a, like a thick man with a crew cut and a mustache, and especially yeah. some of the years like that mustache was a little bushier. Like he was a real like like uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like he he looked like a local union president more than right. he looked like a a Lithuanian, an Eastern European NBA player. <laughs> but now. You know he's got he's got a Jewish son. I also think, you know, something that that look that Arvidas Sabonis had is like the sort of look that he will have until he is ninety five years old and the day right. he dies. Yeah, like yeah. he is, he will always see the same barber, always trim his mustache the same way. Like that is his look forever. Um, certainly one of those looking guys. And now you know he'll be going to Seder's, Arvidas so. and Demontis, and and Maybe. they'll be having you know they'll be fasting together on Yom Kippur. Having break the fasts with Shoshana yeah. and the children, so I yeah, I look forward to hearing more and more about this and and seeing if uh, he goes through with a full full formal conversion. Um, and I think it gives Jews something to root for this NBA playoff season. Otherwise, there wasn't much. I mean, you could root for like you know Matt Ishbia and the Phoenix Suns. Like if you want to root for owners, and as we've said, I was before, about to like, say we're it, rooting it, for it owners takes the conversation out of yeah. the executive boardroom and back onto the court for the purposes of this podcast. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, you could root for Kobe Altman, the general manager of the Cavs is Jewish. Like, okay, great. Like that's nice. <laughs> it, I, I guess the owner of the Cavs is Jewish too. I think, right? Dan Dan Gilbert, and uh, yes. you know, but now it's like no, there's a player and. He's in Sacramento, maybe one of the one of the least Jewish cities in in California, and uh, the Sacramento Melechs are uh, you know poised to make a run here. They can beat the Dubs. Absolutely, they've got a clear clear shot to to make it to the finals. I know they're a young team, but but they really do have a, have a a possible chance here. They absolutely do, and I think right now we're we're in a there are no Jewish coaches currently in the NBA. Um, uh, no, no head coaches, I think. Yeah. No head coaches, as as my understanding. Taylor Jenkins does look a lot like my co-host, uh, Jamie, here. Um, he does. He really has that look. If you want to know what Jamie looks like. That's true. You, you know, this is an, this is an auditory medium. Um, right. You could uh, uh, look at a picture of Memphis Grizzlies coach Taylor Jenkins, but he is not Jewish. Um, though I think I, I look more like uh, Bojan Bogdanovich. 
Uh, yeah, it's it's a real mix somewhere of between both. Taylor Jenkins and Bojan and and Bojan. Yes, yeah. I you know somewhere between. I would agree. That said, uh, uh, it's it's rare to see a Jewish person come this far on the court in the NBA playoffs. So go Melechs, light that beam. That you know the I think we'll very soon being able to say that beam was only supposed to light for one playoff <laughs> series, but will have actually lasted for. I mean, several more, uh, you know, one game, if they win their eighth game, we can say that joke that, that they, you know, it has lasted for eight games, but that'll right. be in two weeks at our next episode. You know, if he ever gets called up to read at the Torah uh, and he, he has a hard time seeing things, then they'll need to make sure to light the Bima so that he can, <laughs> <laughs> he can read from the Torah. Oh, that's very, very good. <laughs> That's he's good. Very, we got good. we got I, jokes. I mean, I think I think that he plays for a team called the Kings is pretty good. That's as, that's pretty much as biblical a team as there is in the NBA in terms of names. I I would agree. I also want you know there's obviously you know I would call his teammate potentially a Mike Jacobs All Star, um, if only not for one other letter. But uh, if you were to take away the D from De'Aaron Fox. Right. You know, I'm sure we all know an Aaron Fox somewhere. It's a very Jewish name. He could be a Mike Jacobs all-star, um, you know, and to go. But but De'Aaron Fox, obviously not Jewish. Um, unfortunately, yeah, not Jewish. Uh, that said, um, are, are, can you think of any other uh, – do we have any other bits on DeMontis Sabonis? Or have we dried this vein here. of comedy already? We're just here for the jokes. I mean, it, it's it's great that he's uh, – it's good that he's Jewish. I mean, I wish him well. Um, I, I, you know, look forward to hearing more about it, and I'm sure we will, and, and continue to get updates on it. We should shout out as well the article. It, I saw it on JTA, but it was reposted from the Jewish News of Northern California, uh, written by Andrew Eisenstadt. So – Good job for Jewish News in Northern California. They do good work. I've definitely used them as a resource before. Uh, so congrats to that. And I should say as well, I, I on the basis of this, I was going into DeMontis's, uh Wikipedia page, and it said on his Wikipedia page after the article came out that he had converted to Judaism. And I made my first ever Wikipedia edit to say that he was in the process of converting to Judaism because That's, that is that, what the what the article said. And as far as I know, I, I, I believe that that correction is still up on Wikipedia, which is nice because as we always say, like Wikipedia is usually the first thing we go to. And it turns out it's just like some morons like us who are updating it and saying, hey, Fred Van, v Van Vliet is Jewish. And it's like, well, no, it turns out he's not. But it's just some guy, I, you know, so just some guy goes up there and says someone's Jewish. That's I have Jewish, to say this story, the story you're telling is incredibly Jewish. First of all, <laughs> that that you wanted to be pedantic enough about the process of his conversion back yes. to the point where, you know, we don't make it too easy for everybody. One and two, you want to brag about the time that you've publicly corrected somebody on the Internet, <laughs> which I, I, I wish you I have nothing but nachos for such a such a accomplishment. Um, and, and would like, you know, our audience is, is thrilled to hear about it. I'm sure I, I, let me guess, did, did your wife not want to hear this story? She was not impressed by this. Uh, I would say <laughs> she, she, that's why I have this podcast. That's why we have a podcast and an audience for this, hopefully to tell stories that otherwise would not impress our wives, but might, yeah. Do you think it might impress our that listeners? Could, that for, could be the secret moments. title of pretty much every podcast hosted by a man of things. My partner <laughs> does not want to listen to. A couple of other things we want to get to, but but before we do, 
Jamie, I got a quick question for you. Sure. Do you gamble? I do. What, what do you gamble with? Do you gamble with other people's lives? Do you gamble with, <laughs> you know, your own life? Do you gamble with money? Do you gamble with love? Let's, Mostly let's money. Just the, just, the few, just the few loose shekels in case my wife is listening to this. Uh, never any sum that would put our mortgage payments in, in jeopardy. When you gamble with money, how do you, you know, we're Jewish people as a, as a whole, I think are optimizers. You know, we yes. don't necessarily want to be anything too much, anything too one way, anything too or the other. There's a Howie Mandel joke. It's a visual joke where somebody says to a Jew, how are you doing? And he winces and throws up his hands and goes, I'm fantastic, which is <laughs> sort of really right down the middle, the way we like to be as a people. So how does that uh, uh, approach into your gambling, Jamie? Tell me about it. Well, I, I would say that I, I generally like to get the best deal. Uh, you know, there's all kinds of different apps out there. We're in Ontario and there's lots of different uh, gambling apps available, but it's always hard to know what the best deal is going to be. I mean, we are, you know, not to, not to be too stereotypical, but it is nice to get the best deal. Sometimes the odds are a little different from one uh, one app to another. What if I told you there was a product, a website, where you could put in the sort of gambling you wanted to make, not for love, not with <laughs> others' lives, but for money specifically. Sure. And it would tell you which of the available options gave you the best deal, the optimal deal. Do you think such a product exists? I don't know. Does it? <laughs> it does and it's called betstamp jamie do you want to tell us about betstamp sure so uh, betstamp is a product that we've been using uh and that we've been talking with and helping support our podcast uh you know it's very similar to something like google flights or expedia where you're looking for the best price among different services it, it you know will give you the best odds on a specific bet that you want to make and track your bets as well so it allows you to optimize your gambling and get the best deal which Again, not to be too stereotypical, I think our listeners might be interested in. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's watch out here. Let's watch out where we're going here. Take a, take a look at Betstamp. We'll have links, I think, available in our show notes. Uh, Betstamp.app and available in the Apple iOS store and Google Play. Uh, and check it out. If you're into sports gambling, it really is a, a useful tool just to see what the best odds are. Track your bets. Uh, fun to play around with. And uh, and we, we recommend you guys check it out. So if you're of legal age to gamble and you're interested in Betstamp, make sure to support our podcast by entering the promo code MENCHWARMERS when you sign up. That's the name of this podcast. You can find it in your app. Let's take a little five-minute schluff, and then we'll come back. Uh, well, it is April right now, which means that it is the start of the NHL playoffs, which will continue for... Uh, the next two and a half months, basically, right? It, it really yeah, goes it's, on it's, forever now. It is quite a grind, but I think that's sort of the point. It is like a, an endurance test for the who claim to be the toughest guys in sports. Yeah, it's true. I think that, like, I don't know if you're if you're a guy who's a starter, like if you're playing, uh, you know, a starter's uh, amount of time, uh, like in a hockey game, that could be what, like. 10, 10, 15 minutes of ice time, something like that. I think uh, 20 for forwards, 20 for uh, forwards, okay. 30 for defensemen. Okay. So like, is there anything harder than playing hockey? Uh, like, especially because in the playoffs, you're playing pretty much every other day. And like, yeah, every like sixth game goes to like a triple overtime. Like no other sport has that exact thing. Cause like a basketball game will go to overtime occasionally, but like maybe double like once a year and like a yeah. hockey game, but like, Hockey playoff games like go to six overtimes, like four overtimes. Like it happens like all the time. Sometimes you have series that just feel like every game is like three games in one. 
And uh, it, it's so much work. Like, it's a long, it's quite a slog. It really is impressive to win the Stanley Cup, is what I mean. Uh, plus, yes. you got to wear that big it, beard, you know? Everyone's looking like <laughs> Hasidic Jews by the end of the uh, Stanley Cup playoffs. It's interesting you bring up what they look like, because there's, it's sort of been a banner year for Jews in the NHL. In addition yeah. to a number of them that are still playing in the playoffs. You know, we were so excited about Sabonis, um, you know, converting <laughs> Jews, Judaism in the NBA. We've got you know, a good number of Jews in the NHL playoffs, starting with, you know, and, and favored to go a long way, the uh, emergence of the Hughes brothers. We've talked about Jack Hughes a bunch on this yep. podcast, you know, one of the top 10 players in the NHL this season. Um, but, you know, coming in with a goal and an assist in his second game ever, a game-winning goal and an assist in his second game ever, the youngest Hughes brother, Lucas. Right. So he, he just got called up to the big team. Um, he didn't play in their first playoff game, I don't believe. Uh, but I think he's on the roster. He's available. Yes. Uh, I'm not exactly yes. sure. Yeah, I think he was a healthy scratch. Yeah. Um, and so that New Jersey Devils, New York Rangers series is probably like the most Jewish playoff series we've had in a while. The two Hughes brothers on New Jersey. Uh, we should say that Jack scored the Devils only goal in their opening game. And of course, for the mm-hmm. Rangers, Adam Fox, uh, you know, the standout yeah, defenseman. You know, he had four assists for yesterday. He had four yep. assists on uh, four assists of the five goals uh, Adam Fox was involved in. So like, that's a huge contribution. I mean, if the Rangers are going to have a shot, I think everyone's sort of looking to the Bruins as being the uh, the, the team to beat in the East. But if the if the Rangers are going to have a shot of unseating them, uh, it's really probably going to be on the back of, of Adam Fox's solid defense as much as anything Absolutely. else. Absolutely. Um, you know, they they rely on their goalie, Igor Shesterkin, a lot. And mm-hmm. for a goalie to be good, the number one defenseman has to be stay you know strong with him the whole time. And I think we expect or one expects very much uh, Fox and and Chesterkin to be in there together doing a put putting together a huge deal. Um, there's also a number of others. You know, we just lost notable Jewish players, Jason Zucker and Mark Friedman, who are the Pittsburgh Penguins when they didn't make it. Right. But over on they the just, West, they just got, missed by a point. Uh, qualifying. Just missed by a point. Um, we've got friend of the pod Zach Hyman in Edmonton. You know they lost their first game, but they're going on tonight. Yeah, they're playing the playing the L.A. Uh, Melechs, right? <laughs> That's right. Um, you know, Hyman having the best season of his career playing with Connor McDavid, one of the best players in the world. You know, he was almost a point a game this year. Now he's hopefully, you know, he was sort of a playoff hero for Edmonton last year. Um, right. the start of what he could see this year. So here's hoping that he is once again, you know, an extremely good and, and, uh, successful playoffs for Zach Hyman. But, uh, before we, you know, finish hockey, there's another Jewish hockey story I want to talk about. Sure. And that's about, we talked about him last week a little bit when he made his NHL debut, but the legend of Devin Levy continues to grow. Right. Uh, You know, this kid we talked about went to uh, Hebrew Day School in Montreal and went to West Island College, sort of the the expected Jewish high school for most of the West Island people, at least the ones I know. Uh Um, And something, you know, showed a lot of personality, meditates between plays um, because he's a big fan of Qui-Gon Jinn of Star Wars. Played by Liam Neeson, not Jewish, but you know, I would say there's there's some Jewish mysticism in the whole Star Wars universe. Um, sure. So there's something, but you know, he was recently called into action, Devin Levy, into an away game where he didn't have an away helmet, so he took a blank helmet and a couple of sharpies and drew his own. He just <laughs> drew his own stuff all over his helmet and That's played great. with it. And what did he, what did and, he draw on the helmet? He drew uh, an attempt at the Buffalo Sabres logo uh, sure. and two red crossed lightsabers, which actually looked pretty sick. 
Um, he's a Star Wars fan, evidently. Uh, but he did a great job of drawing that. And I just want to call out Devin Levy for being a, a young Jewish athlete with a ton of personality. He's got all the talent in the world, and it seems like the the character to show it off. Uh, before we go, I just wanted to shout out uh, a recent story. Uh, it was Yom HaShoah uh, just the other day when, when you'll be listening to this. It was just a few days ago. Uh, and we want to shout out uh, owner of the New England Patriots, Robert Kraft, who led a delegation uh, of Holocaust survivors, uh, other people as well, on a march of the living through Auschwitz-Birkenau. Um, you know, Kraft has been an advocate for the fight against anti-Semitism. He's, you know, has this new foundation that's there to combat anti-Semitism. Uh, he brought along Meek Mill, who is... Yeah, Meek Mill was there. You know, Philly Philly sports adjacent rapper Meek Mill, you, you, who's been like a mainstay in like Philly sports for the last few years and uh, yeah. very involved with the Eagles owner, uh, Jeffrey, Jeffrey Loria. Uh, sorry, Jeffrey Lori. Um, anyway, so great to see Robert Kraft do this. Uh, you know, <laughs> anti-Semitism you know, remains a, a constant in, in our lives and in sports. So, do you think? I know this. the beef is over. Yeah, but do you think if it was still going on, this would possibly give Meek Mill a little more sympathy for Drake? Good question. As I a mean, Jewish person, I don't, I don't know that anyone who's had beef with Drake as a rapper has been like uh, calling into question his Judaism or like talking about that at all. Uh, but I, think I also like, think, oh boy. The Jews have had it had it tough. I don't know. I think the I think the the Pusha T uh, song about him abandoning his son, which forced Drake to rekindle his relationship with his son. It seems like yeah. pretty much that was the end. That was the end of like of like beef beef and rap. It was just like, yeah. look, you did it. You made you made someone like you know be a better dad. So yeah, nobody has done more for that kid than Pusha T. <laughs> Pusha T saved that kid's life. Like okay, like maybe not that, let's like, go that far, but yeah, it's made it's that amazing. kid's life. Yeah, that was something. Anyways, uh, <laughs> just wanted to end on that note. Uh, you know, obviously, Yom Shoah is, is a is a time for remembrance for everyone. Uh, it's really nice to see a a, a notable Jewish sports figure, a, an owner. You know, really uh, put their effort, their money, their time into this cause, uh, and and we'll continue to to report on or you know talk about what, what's going on with that and the foundation, that foundation, uh, you know, specifically purpose to combat anti-Semitism. Um, anyways, until next time, uh, as Gabe said, check out Batstamp, use the promo code Menschwarmers. Uh, you can find us on Twitter as long as Twitter still exists, uh, at Menschwarmers, uh, you know, with our pithy tweets about everything and anything. Uh, as always, we're brought to you by the Canadian Jewish News. Uh, you can find this podcast and, uh, all our podcasts on the Canadian Jewish News website, uh, the cjn.ca. Uh, follow us on Twitter and like and subscribe to this podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks, guys. Mm-hmm.